Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome live from Sherwood Forest. It's the Von Hessler Doctrine. Hour one begins now. I am Eric Von Hessler. I'm joined by Autumn Fisher. Hello. Jared Yamamoto. How's it going? He's the producer of this show. English Nick Oi. is right over there. And I feel as if I'm I'm starting off very well now. I've, I've passed my first test of the morning. I was in the snack room. At least I thought it was a test. You never know with Clark Howard and some of the things he might be trying to do with sociology in the office place. So I go to the snack uh, room there, and I see on the vending machine there's a quarter. And it's just sitting there. It's, it's not down in the change thing or anything. It's just sitting right there at the top where you can see it. And I went to grab it, and then I stopped. And I thought, no, this is a test. <laughs> Somebody is doing some sort of social test to see if people are thieves or not. So I felt like I passed that test. I left it there, and I went to tell my friend Autumn Fisher. And it turns out I couldn't have been more cynical. You left it there because... Because I just thought it would be nice. I, I uh, spent 75 cents with a dollar, and I said, I'll give this quarter yeah. to someone special. And wow. therein lies the difference between the outlook and points of view of Eric Von Hessler <laughs> and Autumn Fisher, because I assumed <laughs> that something nefarious was going on. Uh, Speaking of nefarious, it's been a week since we've done headlines, so it is time for... Headlines of the Week. Jared Yamamoto. Here we go. So the controversial Patriot Act is set to expire at midnight tonight, Eric. And 2016 presidential candidate Rand Paul says he'll force the expiration of the Patriot Act. Now, I don't know. Is he the vote? I, don't, I saw that, too, that he said, I'll, I'll force it to go down, meaning I'm, I'm assuming they need his vote in the Senate to make this happen. Uh, he, I, I'm assuming. Um, look, the Patriot Act, an awful lot of people have begun to dislike the Patriot Act, not just on the left. But in the middle, on the right, my friend Jared Yamamoto, who is not a, a fan, pure libertarian. I walked in, and basically he said, "It should go down. It needs to go down. I don't want it. it's. There's nothing good about it. I think is what he said. Something along the lines of, <laughs> "There's nothing good about it," and uh, I don't agree with that. But I do think that we need to have a real debate about it. What annoys me about these things is there's just this deadline, and. Everybody does all their politicking around it, and we're not going to. And Rand Paul can say whatever he wants. If 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 they really want to get it through, somehow they'll figure out a way to get it through, or the NSA will just keep doing it without the Patriot Act. I don't know, you know. But in some way, it's going to um, to get through. I don't know why we don't take the opportunity, say like the last two months, to really have a debate about this stuff. You know, they have talking head shows constantly, twenty four hours a day, and no one ever really debates stuff. Now, on the Patriot Act, and in particular, this section that is really bothering Rand Paul and an awful lot of people is the section that, I think it's 215, that allows uh, massive data collection. Now, basically what this means is every phone call, every email, everything that you've ever done for the last 10 or 15 years, or however long they've been able to do this, pull it off, has been stored somewhere. It's, 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 it's there. The, and I don't even know so much if the body of them are, but just the fact that who you emailed, who emailed you, who you called, that sort of thing. It's all collected and it's stored. 
What people don't seem to understand is in order for the NSA to go in there and find stuff, they have to have a red flag and then go before a, a FISA judge and say, look, okay, now this cat, Jared Yamamoto, he's got a Japanese last name. He doesn't look Japanese at all. He's living in the South. He's suspicious. He's not good at math. So they find something out, right? They find something out. Maybe you knew one of the, uh, the Jokar Sarnoff you know, the guy, the Boston bombers right, or something. Right. They find something out, and then they go to the judge, and they get permission at that point. We want to go into that massive data collection because we want to know who Jared has been emailing, who he's been see, uh, who he's been uh, having phone calls with, so that we can see, put together the dots. That's the way that it works now. I think most people think that they just comb it constantly. Um, but people are uncomfortable with this. Uh, ever since Edward Snowden sort of released all of this stuff, which, you know, any idea that this guy's a hero, that's another conversation. I don't think it was on him to decide that this was wrong and, and reveal everything to everyone. But it's out there now, and we're dealing with it now. So, <clears throat> for me, I'm open to arguments that it doesn't work. More than I'm open to arguments that it's extra-constitutional or anti-constitutional. Because when it comes to the Constitution, if you say this is wrong... First of all, let's get to Rand Paul, because I feel... I'll, and I'll, I'll go further on that in a second... Rand Paul, I saw him on the Stuart Varney show this week, and my feeling is that he said something that disqualifies him for being president. Now, I think most people listening to the station right now will hear this next 25 seconds and think I'm crazy. But I'll explain to you why I think he disqualified himself. Well, the interesting thing is, is last week the Department of Justice, the Inspector General, came out and said that there is no evidence they've cracked one case with all of this. But really, my opposition is more based on, on liberty, that you shouldn't give up liberty, even if you said it worked to give up your liberty. Because really, then what would we fight? We're fighting against terrorists to protect our liberty, to protect our Bill of Rights. If we give up our Bill of Rights in the process, then what really were we fighting for? I think he disqualified himself for being president of the United States. The most important thing about being president of the United States, unlike what most people in America think right now, the president's job is not to end all bullying in America. Mm. The president's most important job is not to make sure that we all have a nutritional lunch when we're in school. I know that people think that this is the president's job now. The president's job is to be commander-in-chief. Uh, commander-in-chief means to protect the American people from all threats, foreign and domestic. That's really the only prob job that even really, really, really matters. Because when he wants to change social policy, all he can do is tell the Congress what he wants. He can't actually make it happen. So what Rand Paul said there in so many words was, if I was President of the United States and I knew that I could stop a nuke mm -hmm. by doing these things that offend me, I would not stop a nuke because then what am I protecting? I would rather live in a country that is purely constitutional where nukes go off from time to time. This is the, this is the logic, if you follow his logic to the end, that it's more important to be pure than to, to be here. So what I would ask people who are against... Uh, the Patriot Act as a whole and against even doing anything extra constitutional when you feel there's an existential threat is Do you believe Abraham Lincoln was wrong? See I want Ron Paul Rand Paul to tell me that he believes that what Abraham Lincoln did was wrong And that he would rather live in a smaller United States That is purely constitutional than in the full United States that he lives in now because Abraham Lincoln Got rid of habeas corpus before the war started when there was just rebellion going on, uh, look into what uh, Abraham Lincoln did with the, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, head justice on the Supreme Court at the time. So you have to come back and tell me that I think that what Abraham Lincoln did was wrong because he perceived that if he had lost that, he would have lost the country. Now, the other side of this is I am open 
to people coming to me and saying, well, this massive data collection actually is not going to work. Now my ears are wide open because I want Rand Paul to tell me what he's going to do and put in place. I don't hear this from a lot of people who want to get rid of the Patriot Act, what they would put in place, which makes me think that they're kind of naive. You know, there are an awful lot of people in this country who believe that the war on terror is nothing more than hype. And it's, you know, kind of like a 1984, if you ever read that book, sort of situation yep. where they just lead you to believe that the war is always going on so that they can control you and regulate you. I would like to have that debate. I would like people who believe that to actually say that. So, Because if you don't believe that the threat is real, then why would you do any of these things? There's an argument out there, I think this put out by an author named Cory Doctorow, uh, that he says, now this I'm open to, that basically what he says, if you, if you acquire all of this massive data, even if 99.9% .9 of it is correct, you are going to get false positives in, say, 0.1% of the time. And say that represents like 100,000 things that you have to chase. Once you're, mm -hmm. once you're the NSA, when you get a false positive, you don't know to the end it's a false positive. You're forced to spend money, manpower, all kinds of ways to go after every one of these things that turn out to be false positives. I'm open to that argument that the massive data collection is actually not workable. I want to hear about that, and I want to hear about what is workable and what we have to put in place. But I want people to put their real chips on the table. I don't want people to argue against the Patriot Act who really don't believe the threat is there. I want them to argue that the threat's not there. I want us to have a real debate about, are we, is this an existential threat? Abraham Lincoln believed that if they, he lost that war, the United States was going to be gone. That's an existential threat. Dick Cheney and George W. Bush believed that they had lost the war on terror. There was a good chance that the country was going to be gone, an existential threat. That's what the argument should be. Is this an existential threat or is it not an existential threat? And if it is, how do we best combat it through our intelligence? But I saw some of these uh, kids that are out there against <laughs> the, 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 this thing, and they'll, they'll have like signs that say, stop spying. Really? <laughs> You're going to be the only country in the world, nay, the only country in the history of the world that doesn't spy. Now, I need more from you than a placard. I need you to tell me how that works and the United States exists. Remember when uh, the whole thing went on with uh, we were listening to phone calls of the German chancellor and how upset? That was all bogus. That was all kabuki theater. The Germans are listening to our phone calls. We're listening to their phone calls. Israel's listening to everybody's phone. This is what goes on. We all know it. So it's rather naive to say, stop spying. I'm open to this massive data collection doesn't really protect us. Tell me why, and then tell me what will, and I'm open to hearing that. But spying is lying. There you go. That's basically what most hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> spying is lying and lying is wrong. And lying is wrong, It right? just doesn't feel right. And you've never lied. It's just icky, and I don't lie ever. You never lied. You told me that you weighed 105 pounds. That and wasn't a lie. And I do. Have you seen my driver's license? Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Very good. So uh, I think I, I try to get through a whole lot of headlines here, <laughs> and we only did one, but it's a very important one. And when we get back, Jared, I'm going to ask you to throw the Denny Hastert story at me, which I just cannot believe. That's when we return. You got it. Welcome back. Channel 2's Brad Nitz says, look for a high of 84 degrees and a 7 on the Mellish meter today. This weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. So, yes, quickly, Mr. Yamamoto. More headlines of the week. So the second one is really interesting. Former House Speaker Dennis Hastert is in trouble for apparently lying to the FBI 
and using money to cover up sexual misconduct with a former student, Eric. This is gross. Yes, I think that's what he lied about. Uh, if, I, <laughs> if I'm guessing what he lied about. So the thing about this is a little bit of a, um, people may not be aware of Denny Hastert all that much anymore. He was actually the longest serving Republican uh, chairman of the House. Am I getting the word? Uh, Speaker of the Speaker of the House, I'm sorry. Uh, I think from... So it's, it's, Republicans have not been in charge of the House all that much. Right. People may forget that the four, there was 40 years or so, maybe more, when the House was just run by Democrats. And then Newt Gingrich did his thing, and Republicans got the House for the first time. So then in the middle... So Newt Gingrich, uh, there was some elections that went down. The Republicans paired, uh, uh, fared poorly. And he decided, I'm going to resign. Well, then it turned out that it, we found out that he was having an extramarital affair while he was going after Clinton <laughs> for the Monica Lewinsky <laughs> thing. So then this guy, uh, I believe his name was Bob Livingston, uh, got elected as, as the Speaker of the House. And he was there for just like weeks or something before Larry Flint from Hustler fame uh, basically said, well, this guy's been having an extramarital affair. So he had to step down immediately. So Dennis Hastert was like, well, you know what? This guy, he's a great guy. He's been around forever. He's a big, gregarious fella. Everybody likes him. He was a high school wrestling coach. What could be? What could go wrong? Oh. So, and, then, and then I think he left in like 2000, 2005 or something like that, whatever, or 2006 when, uh, when Pelosi took over. Right. And so he's... Nobody ever thought anything about this guy. So now he gets in trouble because he has been taking money out of the bank, and first in large increments, and they asked him about that. And then he started taking it out in smaller increments, and he lied to the FBI. He basically said, I don't trust the banks, and that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> and like, come on, man. Now we found out that he was, had agreed to pay $3.5 million to someone who is identified as Individual A. This happened in 2010. And had already handed over one and a half million dollars to this person. And it turns out that the reason, I guess it's still kind of foggy, this is being leaked out, but uh, you, as soon as I heard re that this was before, apparently, his political career. So when he was a high school wrestling coach, uh, apparently there are charges that he had some kind of inappropriate sexual contact with one or more people. And the fact that you agree to pay three some odd million dollars to somebody is about as close to an admission of guilt as you can get. <laughs> yeah. A little more you than know. wrestling, I and think. And we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We, we, don't, we don't know what that's all about. That hasn't been released. So we don't know what the level was. Like, what, was it inappropriate uh, propositioning that was turned down? Was it, was it fondling? Was it like a, a <clears throat> Penn State kind of thing right. where really horrible, horrible? We have no idea. But let this be said. This has been a bad couple of weeks for Republicans <laughs> and child molestation. Wow. When you put the Duggars and, oh, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then this dude, uh, it's astonishing. You know, it's... It, Democrats are astonished by this. They knew this guy. But we talked about this. We do a podcast, ericvonline.com, if you want more. Uh, we talked about this, I think, on the last podcast, you know, which is people grow up. Right. They're going to, if, if, if you do something like that, something so heinous to a child, and then you become the speaker of the house or you become famous, I mean, I don't. Yeah, you might talk about it I as an adult. Yeah, I can't. I can't get why anybody would ever do that to begin with. But on top of it, with the Josh Duggar thing and this, I really can't understand why 
you would invite the spotlight to get brighter and harsher on you. How could this man think he could go through his career having people with these allegations and they're not going to come out? People have such hubris. It's amazing what people can, you know, convince themselves of. Anyway, we'll find out more, but I just, I'm, I'm shocked. When we return, Autumn Fisher has a little segment we call WTF. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Autumn Fisher. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. It's Sunday. Of course, that means it's time to pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution for a look at why it is so hard for local governments to solve problems like traffic and other big issues. There's traffic and other big issues as well. Plus, clip and save up to $360 in coupons. Wow. So pick up your Sunday AJC. It is now time. I was sad in the headlines. I wanted to get to more headlines. I know. But then if I let Jared keep on talking and I pushed you back, I'd be, I'd be charged with misogyny. Because I'm a woman. Yes, sexist. So somehow I got to fit in because uh, I wanted to talk about the fact <laughs> that uh, this guy, Martin O'Malley, uh, jumped into the race. Hillary has some competition now. Sometime in this next hour and a half, we'll figure that out. But it is time for our lovely, lovely, is that misogynist? You are, in fact, lovely. Autumn Fisher with a segment we call WTF. I guess if I wasn't lovely and you were just calling me lovely because I'm a woman, yeah. then it would be misogyny. But because I'm actually lovely, I'll allow it. I like it. I like the arrogance. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Give me my first WTF story, you lovely, lovely, saucy little thing, you. <laughs> so uh, there's a line of text that people can send to you that will shut off your phone. I saw this. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> this, uh, this is universal, apparently. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming because it's uh, iOS. It will work on your iPad and any other device that you have that's iOS. So the idea, and it doesn't, all you got to do is restart your phone, apparently. I think it restarts your phone for you. Uh, well, like it does it automatically, like it crashes your phone, basically. It crashes, but I, I, I think you're wrong, and I'm not being sexist here. Excuse me? But I believe <laughs> that the way that it works, so it's a, you would never accidentally get this. Basically, right. there's a couple words in there, something like power, effective, uh-huh. Power and then a string of characters. Some are Arabic and some are Chinese. Chinese. And when you get that, it freezes stuff. Now, apparently, the way that it works—I know this because I'm a man. The way that it works <laughs> is <laughs> the way that it works oh, is that your your phone stays frozen until you get the next legitimate message. Right? That's only sometimes. Okay. Sometimes it does. It just restarts because your right. phone is like, I don't know what this is, and I'll just shut myself down and restart. Right. Right. Um, so once you restart, you're fine. But a lot of, if it doesn't if it doesn't shut itself down, then you're stuck with what's what's going on here. Yeah. In reality, the next real message will knock it out, and I can't understand why that's even, so. People are using it to prank each other. Why was it in there to begin with? That, that's more than a bug. There has to be a reason that this particular string of characters would do that as some sort of fail safe that might be necessary at oh, some I don't know I don't see I don't think it's that nefarious I think it's just that no no I'm saying I, I would say that Apple had it in there for a reason that they could use for okay. a purpose that we don't understand what I think is happening is that some of the um, I guess the codex or the I don't know yeah. I think they use that word in the yes. article about okay. it but, but the, uh, the, the characters and uh, the, the Arabic characters and the Chinese characters there's something about those two 
that don't jive together. You're saying the Arabs and the Chinese just don't get along. <laughs> they never have, <laughs> and they never will, even in text form. <laughs> See, that's our technology report <laughs> from Autumn Fisher. But, but I think that, that those words in there that say like power and stuff, I think that those are just from maybe whoever discovered that these two things clash, right. that they put that in to be creepy. I think. Well, and also, we'll actually, yeah, it'll get you to actually check the, the thing. Like, right, if, right, if right. it's there and you don't actually hit on it, to reveal it as the message, I wonder if it works. Oh, you're right. So I think that if maybe just, you, if you, you just put effective and power in there because these millennials love to hear about how wonderful they are. And, and I'm you, effective. I'm effective and I'm powerful. So <laughs> right. they'll definitely, you're right, it's probably the, the, the characters after that. Jared is cringing me. as you say that. <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll get to Jared and his millennialism uh, a little bit later. Uh, yeah, so I guess they got to fix. I saw this morning that there is a, there's an update this morning that I haven't oh. put on my phone yet. So I don't know if that's to fix this maybe we should try and text you and see if the uh previous os still has that problem oh Oh, no you mean the new because you don't have the new operating system right you're saying you need no no no, oh it has to be up it's gonna you can't nothing can be fixed without an update so yes if you we wouldn't have to experiment if you sent that to me Mm -hmm. it would mess up my phone and i would appreciate that you not do that oh because i already hit send i'm sorry well then i just won't well now we'll find out whether i have to open it in order to (laughs) no i'm not gonna play these games with you no fun. No, I'm not. Because I don't want I'm a woman. Brick. Yes, because you're a woman. I'm not going <laughs> to let you brick my phone for uh, entertainment purposes. Give me the next WTF. Well, do you want to go with something that has a little bit to do with misogyny? That's sure. A good, it's a good transition. Sure. I love misogyny. I mean, stories about, right. I don't, you know. So. I love women as well. No, I mean, even that, is that sexist? You love I men? Love, I love everyone. I love, yes. I love I'm, humans. I'm a bi lover of I'm all. I'm a cis lover. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I don't know what that is. What's that? Cis is when you uh, when your sex and gender uh, jive together. So it's mm-hmm. I I'm a woman who identifies as a woman and I'm heterosexual. Now that's a thing. That's like cis, that has so its I'm own cisgender. Uh. That's its own that's its own category. Yes. When you actually see yourself as what you are. Yes. <laughs> My goodness gracious. My goodness. We're going backwards, aren't we? Things are different. Things are different. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want everybody to be comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I don't. I, whatever you are, be what you are. I'm live and let live. I'm libertarian minded person. But the world is changing so much that it's freaking me out, you know? And I'm pretty, and you know, right. open-minded dude, and I'm 51, and I'm just think I really have had this thought lately where I'm just thinking, okay, I'm probably not going to live, who knows, I'm not that healthy, but, you know, 25, 30 more years if I'm lucky, I just want, I want to, uh, I, I, I'm just hoping that through all those years, let's say it's 30 years, uh-huh. that I will always very easily know which bathroom I'm supposed to go to. Sure. And that when I get in there, everyone in there is going to look <laughs> something like me. You know, Eric, that's a typical cis-gendered uh, male. Right. Uh, male. One more, real, <laughs> one more reason. That right. You, you're, you're this, that. You're well, Privileged you've got, you've cis-gendered male. White male privilege. And when right. somebody throws that at you, it's just like, so what? how do I resolve this? Like, you're, So what you're basically telling me is, I should be quiet. You say, like, uh-huh, okay, bye. I should just, I should, I should just like, like when people say, well, you, that, that opinion is coming from white male privilege. Mm-hmm. Is somebody scoring like it was the Olympics where they give me a lower score because the handicap is with the other side because they haven't had their privilege for very long. Right. So I should just like whisper my opinions and not dominate. So I gotta, I gotta reduce my, I'm wondering what they're asking of me to reduce my effect, my intellect. It's like, I can't beat you in a debate because 
I'm white and I'm male and I'm right. privileged. So therefore, even if you're wrong in a debate, we need to give you like 10 extra points because history has oppressed your intellect, right? <laughs> right. Is that like the, totally right. makes sense. All I'm ever into is like, what is the resolution of these things? I was talking the other day uh, with, with some friends and she was going on and on about the, the income gap between men and women. And I, my point was, okay, tell me what the resolution is. Are you saying that if you take three months off, to have a baby and be with a baby, and I'm working right next to you, the boss should discount my next three months and wait for you to come back so that we're always together? I mean, what about the people who aren't taking three months off for two or three years? This is the question I ask uh, this lady, and they can never answer this. Um, if Pey Do you believe that if Peyton Manning had, t for like, say, yes, he's a, he's a football <laughs> player, Considered one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Now, if between the ages of twenty-seven, I love and basketball. If tw between the ages of twenty-seven and thirty, if Peyton Manning had had three children, taken time off, had three children, and all of this sort of stuff, would he still be making the money that he makes now? And I'm not saying. So I'm not even saying that. I'm just asking the question. Just like with the white male privilege thing, if this gap exists because women tend to take time off in their twenties and thirties, and men don't, what is the resolution that men are held back? Basically, if you leave for three right. months and mm -hmm. we do the same job, mm -hmm. does the boss just forget about any advances I make for those three months till you come back? And so then that we you could, guys are on the same level. On the same level all the right. time. That only makes sense. No one ever, yes, exactly. No one ever wants to talk about resolution. I won't even argue with people anymore. Okay, there's an income gap. What do we do about it? Do we just pay you more? Yeah. Okay, that's a, hey, at least it's a resolution. <laughs> it's a resolution of some just kind. Just pay me more, I want it. <laughs> See, I took that from, what was the story we started with? Uh, who knows, who cares? Uh, who cares? Nobody What's cares. What's the next the WTF? Phone story. Oh, you said you're going to misogyny now. Oh, right, because our sweet, sweet Jared has written a lovely article. Oh, I thought we were doing this in Outrage. You're confusing me. She's oh. taking my story. She's okay. taking your no, story. Am I? I thought Take that it. that was in mine. You know what? Let's Take go ahead. It. Go ahead. So sorry. I'll give your story to him. I All can right, do cool. that. I have that power <laughs> because can. I'm white and I'm male. Will I get paid more for reading her story than she would have done? Uh, let me see your pants. Drop your pants. There you go. Yes, you will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 75 cents, 25 cents more, whatever it is. And I got a little peek. And I'm going to steal it from her because I'm going to take that quarter. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry about that. Let's start this because we've got to take a break, but yeah. then we'll start it and we'll come back. So, go ahead. Yeah. So, Jared wrote a an article. Which he does for WSB Radio. Right? So, go That's check right. it out. That's right. right. Every week, every Thursday, I, I post it up. It's uh, You can find it on the main page under the blog section. This so. is in, in radio. They don't really pay you anymore. But they go, hey, you can do a blog. I mean, you know, hey. we'll do <laughs> People One love of those reading added well. benefits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he encountered some uh, some ladies at a bar and uh, shook their hands. And apparently it was in a little bit of a different way than he would for a man. And they noticed that. And they started braiding him about how you shouldn't ha shake my hand in a certain way. First of all, before you begin speaking, I feel sorry for people your age who have to be in the dating world now. Because, because women have been taught to look for sexism. Sexist behavior. I, I was talking to Autumn about this. Like, when I was a kid, if a woman felt that you, like a woman knew that you were disrespecting her, and then that, at that point she could just decide, I'm not going to say anything, I'm going to say something. But she knew immediately. I feel like these days, because of the way women are trained coming out of just the millennial thing, you know, that after a conversation is over, I believe women now go back over it and look. <laughs> was there something I should have been offended about? Mm -hmm. About what? So it's a very difficult thing because you're just like every male before you and every generation before you. But you nailed you got, it right there. You, you got, nailed it. You got some <laughs> drinks in you, and there's something you want, and that's the way it's been since time began. 
But now you've got to deal with all of this other stuff. So I'm reading your article, and you, it basically says that uh, these girls get upset with you because you're at a bar, you're drinking, and you have a special handshake for women. <laughs> now, this is what makes me wonder about you. What? No, it's not It's not necessarily a special handshake. I mean, I, we were having a conversation, like we're vibing, we're talking about just some random stuff, and then I'm like, hi, by the way, I'm Jared, and then uh, I reached out, and I... And up to this boy, point, the conversation's going well. Everything's yeah, good. Everything is totally right. fine, now, and it happened twice in one week. Now, like, I that's, want that's you, the weird thing. I want you to be totally honest. Honest, and I want you to shake Autumn's hand exactly the way you <laughs> shook those, their hands. Hi, oh my god, so cute. <laughs> Hi, it's nice to meet you. Hi, oh what? What? <laughs> what? Why is he tilting his hand? Look, just like that. Look, what is that? Jared, I, I, I'm, I, it's out of respect now to shake, her. Now shake your, shake my hand like I was a man. Hey, man. Let's okay, go all right. So we're just getting done with the business meeting here, right? Yeah, here we go. All Hi. Right, Hi. How are you doing? Feels very aggressive. Yeah. Now see. <laughs> I, I, when we come back, because we have to take a break, but when we come back, there's a couple things that I want to know. I want to sort out the millennial thing, but I really want to know why you have two different handshakes. One for men, one for ladies. Shut your mouth. You'll get your chance <laughs> when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Channel 2's Brad Nitz says, high of 84 degrees today, a 7 on the Mellish meter. That weather is brought to you by Shoemate. They are the official air conditioning of summer. And so, uh, before we left, Jared Yamamoto, who is our producer here, also joined by Autumn Fisher and English Nick. Oi. Um, Thank you for the oi. I appreciate that. Oi. Not appreciated from you. He's English. I'll take an oi from an Englishman. Not from you. So uh, Jared writes uh, articles at WSB Radio, and he's a young conservative libertarian, and that's his point of view. So in this latest article that he wrote, he mentioned that basically he was questioning women who are millennials because he was having a fine conversation a couple times this week at the bar, which tells you how often he's at the bar. It's a different thing. <laughs> so he had, he had a couple of conversations this week that were going well with ladies, and then he would he would shake their hands, and he has a different kind of handshake for women. And this offended them. And so you tried the handshake on Autumn. It's a little bit different. It's a little, little more feminine. It's, 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 it's not that his part of the handshake is more feminine. It's almost the, his, his hand sort of tilted my hand to the side, not to, not to take it to his mouth to kiss my hand. But it seemed but like the, the he beginning could have. of that, yeah, right. exactly. Like, like so, he's being like a gentleman yes, from the, from the 1300s or something along yes. those lines, right? So, first of all, because you mentioned in this article that you have a different handshake for women that you meet at the bar, I, I do. Than you do normally. First, I want you to say, because to me, I don't understand that. Why, why wouldn't you just have the same handshake for everyone? Well, uh, because you when you're kind of connecting with someone at the bar you're, you're it's like a flirtatious kind of okay, vibe so you're being and i'm flirty. trying yeah i'm being flirty but i'm not trying to be sexist though okay. i'm not I'm, I'm i'm kind of uh trying to treat the lady with respect a little bit i'm okay. like i'm saying that not i'm, I'm below hand. her so, so i'm okay. actually putting her i'm actually putting her on her a up. pestle you're putting her on a pedestal well, in your mind now and now what was the <laughs> argument back that they had what not both of them but who who was the most offended and what did they say to you oh my gosh okay so i got a lecture from the first girl she was telling me well you know what you should never ever treat a girl like that ever like my dad told me that 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 i should always give a firm handshake and if a man doesn't do it then he's disrespectful to women and it completely killed the vibe and yes. i'm like well, i'm wow. guessing yes wow uh, i'm uh, like she's not a feminist I, because she just said my dad told me that yeah. yeah so she's still taking her cues from her dad my daddy wouldn't 
let boys shake my hand that yeah, way. But, but see, the thing is that, I mean, she was a, you know, brilliantly smart, like very, very well educated. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I was yeah. so disappointed. You had a chance with her, so I don't know that I'm buying it. <laughs> oh, God. So. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it's it's so you were kind of wondering is chivalry dead? Yeah, you know, like can't why can't like this person would have been offended if you opened the car door for him. By the way, the dad, <clears throat> the dad thing. So much of feminism is still based on uh, sort of a patriarchy. Uh, basically, uh, women who don't change their last names when they get married, when they when they don't adopt the name of the husband and they keep their maiden name mm -hmm. and they call themselves feminists for this, I would like to point out that that was not their mother's name. That was their father's name. Right. And even if they did take Good their point. mother's, if they, if they took their mother's name, that was just the name that their father got. It right. is impossible to get out of these sort of, if you want to, just make up a new last name then you're starting something. So it's all kind of silly. This girl's a feminist because her daddy told her not mm -hmm. to accept handshakes from weirdos like Jared Yamamoto. And you know what? I <laughs> don't know. I had talked with her for 30 minutes. Whoa. Maybe she was oh. looking for a reason to get out of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. really, you know, it's like anything. Yeah, anything but, this guy gives me one chance to get 30 minutes. He's been talking to me about, you know, libertarian ideas. I've oh, never God. been so bored yes. in my life. Yeah. I've never been so turned off in my life. That's my pickup line right there. <laughs> she, the handshake lines, was yeah. the excuse for to get it, is what I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. But you are on to something where, why is it wrong? Why is it wrong to treat women a little bit differently? Why is it wrong for women to treat men a little bit differently? What is wrong with men and women being different? That's fine with me. I think if there's like a cockroach in the room, I'm going to ask a guy to go mm -hmm. kill it. Sexist. I'm not, I don't want to kill it. Well, it's she, the same sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm taking the role yeah. of being like the wimpy girl. I don't want to kill it. You know what I mean? I'm using that to my advantage because then a guy, if a guy doesn't want to do it, then yeah. he's kind of looked at as and kind of a And you would judge him. No, it, I wouldn't, but other people you would. You would. You wouldn't keep on staying with a guy who's oh, afraid of a cockroach. Oh, that wouldn't kill a Yes, that's true. Okay, yeah. You want to totally. know why? Because gravity still exists. Right. It doesn't matter what your ideals we are. are. Men and women are different. We just need to be seen the same when we walk into a court of law or in jobs that we can right. do the same. Treat but amongst ourselves, we mm -hmm. should be different. Women should be soft and supple. <laughs> much, yeah. like, much like my friend Jared Yamamoto. Hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of outrage supple. in this world. And we only have one show a week. We'll get to Outrage Corner with English Nick when we return. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.